Welcome to the first episode of Pitch Session. That's Pitch with a P. I'm Kirsten. I'm Andrew. And we're going to talk about field hockey. The season starts this weekend and we have the preseason poll out. North Carolina, the defending national champions, Kirsten, the number one team in the nation, followed quickly by four teams all from the same conference, the Big Ten, Northwestern, Maryland, Michigan, and Penn State followed by Virginia, another Big Ten team, Iowa, Syracuse, Louisville, and Princeton round out the top 10. The back half of the top 20, and it's a top 20 this year, not a top 25, are St. Joe's, Wake Forest, Harvard, Liberty, Connecticut, Rutgers, Boston College, Old Dominion, Albany, and Duke. How come we went to a top 20 this year and not top 25? It's a great question, Andrew. And I think it's the right choice. The field, I mean, if you talk about percentages, the amount of teams that were represented on the top 25 when we have a field of what, 80, 78 teams, it was just too many. So almost a third. And if we look at the comparison between division two, division three, it was, it was, it was excessive, I would say. But we've got another big rule that I'm excited about with the poll, and that is you're only considered in the nominating process, in the voting process, if you have a record of above 500. Well, how's that going to work with the first weekend? What happens if uh, North Carolina goes one and one this weekend? Are they going to drop completely out of the poll? Ooh, Andrew, I think you might have touched on a very interesting little conundrum. I wonder if our friends at the NFHCA have considered this. I mean, with the, with the ACC Big Ten Challenge this weekend, uh, half the teams in the top ten are playing each other for both their games. So what happens if, you know, in Iowa goes 0-2 this weekend in Chapel Hill? I mean, do they fall all the way out? This is I a very we'll interesting find question. Out. We're going to find out. Um, I think you really might have – blown a situation wide open here well that's what i do so i'm going to read some numbers to you and you have to try and tell me what they mean two nine one one two four fourteen seven three four and nine i feel like i'm watching lost that's like the code to open the hatch but that's not what it <laughs> is do you you're writing them down that's not going to help what could those numbers be? My guess is. All right, time's up. Those are uh, the preseason rankings of the last 11 national champions going back to Princeton in 2012. So the lowest rated. In, in 2012, Princeton's They were number nine. They were number nine. Okay. That's the second okay. lowest. Northwestern was number nine in the 2021 preseason poll. But number 14, can you, you know who was 14 the year they won the championship? Absolutely. Your Blue Hens of the University of Delaware. The Fighting Blue Hens of Delaware were the 14th ranked team in the 2016 preseason poll. So no national champion in the last 11 years in this era of Division I field hockey has won the national championship from outside of the top 14. And only one team has won it from outside the top nine, that being Delaware. So of the teams ranked 15 through 20, Connecticut, Rutgers, Boston College, 
Old Dominion, Albany, and Duke, or any of the 60 or so teams that are unranked, who is a team that could win the national championship from outside the top 14? I'm looking at Boston College. I think Kelly Doden is one of the most interesting and sort of exciting up-and-coming coaches and she's got Margot Carlin on her roster and they've just been I feel like chipping away season after season and doing some really exciting things in the postseason I feel like they are absolutely best contender for your your dark horse to just rise up this poll week after week and you know one thing that's crazy they're picked to finish fifth in their own conference in the mm. ACC uh, the entire ACC, all seven hockey-playing schools are in this top 20. Duke was picked to finish last, and they round out the poll. But Boston College, a team picked to finish fifth in its league, could win the national championship. It's very bold, Kirsten. I mean, I'm a bold person, and it's sports. So, like, who knows what could happen? But That's I why they Boston play the College, the game that's why we don't just flip a coin and see what happens we're decide ahead of time and not play at all and then kirsten looking at this top 20 who's a team perhaps the biggest omission whether it's a team that's ranked too low uh, a team that's outside the poll that should be in it someone who should be in a spot that they're not i'm still looking at at Rutgers as somebody who maybe got a little bit of shade on this poll and i'm sure we will hear from the great state of new jersey known for their um, poise and decorum um, on the social media, telling us about the respect, disrespect shown to Rutgers. But, you know, they had a little slip up last year. They were 8 and 10. But I think it's it's a blip because the year before, they were 19 and 4. They, were, they had a, a fire season. And I think that that was just a bump in – that last year was just a bump in the road and that – there's going to be something interesting coming from the great state of New Jersey. Yeah, they were upset so don't, that year don't, Liberty got them in the uh, Elite Eight in a shootout, if I remember correctly, to ooh. sneak their way into the Final Four that I don't think anybody saw coming. I think that was the year of the shootouts. That, that uh, NCAA championship had quite the number, especially in the Final Four, if we can all remember the epic save made by was it annabelle scoobish for northwestern it's like kicks we, season we were all I digress. there i digress i digress i digress it was very cold is all i remember <laughs> as they tend hockey, to be the, the season is amazing it starts in the hottest of hot and usually ends in the coldest of cold at some upper midwest turf field where it's 22 degrees and just a tradition unlike any other is bundling up in Ann Arbor or, I mean, College Park is always cold. Even Louisville was super cold. I've been to Old Dominion in years when it was when, when, freezing when the is, off. When is the Final Four going to be played in Jamaica? Ooh, excellent question. I mean, how does the NCAA feel, NCAA feel about taking the show on the road? Or to Hawaii. University of Hawaii can be the host. We can find a turf field in Hawaii. We I'm should sure look into that. Or, I mean, yeah. just lay it out. Maybe when we hit the big time. So I have the uh, predicted winner of each of the conferences that sponsor field hockey. And I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree with that. And then we'll come back 
after that and talk about potential national champions. Uh, go I agree. I agree that it's it's a fair assessment of what's happening. Well, or what else I, could it mean? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe you're making it up, and I'm supposed to guess. No, I'm going to tell you who who each league picked. Um, All right, there's no slight of hand here. Okay. No, no, this is real. Uh, the only thing is the Ivy and Big Ten. I don't believe have released their polls yet, but I took the highest ranked team uh, in those leagues, and they're going to be a stand-in uh, as the league right. champion. We're going to go roughly by conference alphabetical order, but I may get out of order at some point. So we're going to start with. The America East, which selected Albany, the Great Danes, uh, to win their league, a team that when they play well, they're the Great Danes, and sometimes they're the pretty good Danes, and sometimes <laughs> they're just Danes. Woof. So, I think that's right on. Albany going to win the America East. That's what Kirsten says. The ACC selects the number one team in the country, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, and we can use this real quick to talk about whether or not this team can win a national championship along with an ACC title. They are undergoing a significant coaching change. Um, and, you know, is that something not only is Aaron Madsen on the sideline now, but she's not able to play, which is probably more important than who was on the sideline for the Tar Heels. So how will her transition uh, to coaching affect their chances both in the ACC and as a national champion? I mean, I think it's the question on everybody's mind. That's what we're looking at. Like, are they going to rise to the occasion? Can Aaron Matson coach a UNC championship team without Aaron Matson? She was the highest scoring person last year on her team and in the country. So in those games that are tight, like when you can't point to Aaron Matson, who's going to rise to the occasion? And then can we also dominate the way we have done in the past? Um, and I really think, I mean, the question on all the minds, I think, of coaches or people who have coached in the past are, you know, is someone of that experience and age level prepared to take over such a huge, leg like, storied program that is no longer just the field hockey team that Karen Shelton just took over and coached however many years ago. I mean, it's like a business. This is an enterprise. There's a lot to manage here. So I've got, I mean, all eyes are on UNC. And I, my Kirsten's prediction here is that they don't take the ACC title this year. What about the national so, title? Just yes or no? You no. can make a pick. Okay. I'm going to say no. Would you take North Carolina, Northwestern, and Maryland? You get the top three schools in the poll, or you get the field. Who takes it? Would you, would you want the field? Would you want everyone else, or would you want those three? I want everybody else. All right. Uh, going to the Atlantic 10, St. Joe's pick to win. They are in this preseason poll as well uh, at 11 predicted to win the Atlantic 10. What do you got there? Absolutely. Fly, Hawks, fly. Up on Hawk Hill. The Hawk will never die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. The Hawk, have you seen the, the, the Hawk that flaps swings at basketball games and never stops? I have never been you, to a St. Joe's basketball game, so no. Okay. Well, they have a Hawk. They travel a Hawk to men's and women's games home and away. The hawk stands behind the team bench and flaps its arms from when the team runs out with about four minutes 
until the start of the game, until the game is over, and does not stop flapping its arms for the entire <laughs> game. It's I'm serious. It's amazing. Like the hawk, what is what is the off season training for the hawk? I imagine it's a lot of dumbbell or uh, uh, hammer curls and shoulder workout, upper arm. Yeah, but the hawk, the two hawks. I think there's two hawks. Is there's at least two. They're on scholarship. The hawk will never die. Because if you yeah. say that, if you say the hawk will never die, somebody get pulls a a peck at some point. You got to have a backup. No, you play through it. Oh, I think you're going to have to go to a St. Joe's basketball game this year. I mean, I'm intrigued now. I can't. And I want to know why the Hawks not at the field hockey games. Training for basketball. You know how long that probably takes. Less less timeouts. I mean, let's talk about field hockey and the timeouts. Less than football. Less than basketball. I mean, we're in and out. Yeah, but it's still an hour and a half, two hours. It's the same. So we're doing, through, we're doing it through halftime too? No, the Hawk stops at halftime. That's it. And I can tell you, I have seen the Hawk behind the scenes during halftime, and he or she is drenched. I was going to say, is are they just walking around with like the biggest laughs you've ever seen? Like their traps like go up to their ears. You, the, the Hawks I have seen, and I, and this is true. I'm not, they, they were both very thin actually. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to have a lot of stamina too. Okay. So we'll get back to the Hawk later. I have a great Hawk story about the Hawk running on the court once. And I'll tell you about it later. The big Hawk, East, Hawk, uh, the, the flames of Liberty predicted to win the big East Liberty, a recent power in the sport. Uh, reaching the Final Four two years ago, uh, playing in the Big East for field hockey only. What are your thoughts there? I think they're going to take it again this year. No challenge from Connecticut. No challenge from Connecticut. They got the big man on their side. It's Liberty Three in the Big East. That's a great point. And the big man is very focused on Big East field hockey. Uh, The Big Ten. The Big Ten. Uh, we're going to go Northwestern as the highest ranked team in the preseason uh, coaches poll. Uh, but really, and you can pick, but you've got Northwestern, Maryland, and Michigan, and Penn State, uh, and then Iowa. You've got five teams separated uh, by basically nothing in the preseason poll. I don't think anyone would be surprised if any of those five teams won the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, totally agree. I mean, we could do a whole episode about just Big Ten field hockey in this poll because. I think Northwestern. Well, hang on, hang on. If we if we if we do a poll or if we do a, a show on Big Ten in the coaches poll, I think that would be too much of a niche within a niche. I think we're already a niche, niche, niche out. in a niche. We're niche. A niche. We're, we're niche. already. We we're already niche are so. the hill. We're niche. Yeah. Okay. We don't so need any more niche. I'll just talk about it now. So Northwestern, love them. They lost Ben DeBockers, who is a powerhouse, but they still got my girl Maddie Zimmer, who to me is one of the most exciting players to watch in NCAA field hockey. Girl works hard. Um, and I think they still have Annabelle Scoobiche, their goalkeeper on their roster. So like they're still stacked, but who got some disrespect in the coaches poll, the national coaches poll, who I also think can do is gonna do big things in the big 10 is Penn State. They still re- they returned their three 
powerhouse players while some other Big Ten schools lost theirs. They've got Mackenzie Alessi, Sophia Gladio, Bree Baracco. Like, their spine is still solid. But, but just like North Carolina. Last year. Just like North Carolina, the though, they lost their head coach who's been there since just about the sport was invented. Uh, but guess who was by her side the whole time? Like, since the sport was invented. My girl, Lisa Bravinicek-Love, was right next to Char on the sidelines for that entire period of time. And now she's in charge. She's got the experience. She's got the chops. I, Do you think perhaps think, a smoother transition than the one in Chapel Hill? Absolutely. I, I mean, like, of course, Erin Matson was coached by Karen Shelton. She understands the culture, all of those things. But absolutely. I mean, we got four years of Karen Shelton versus like 35 years right next to Char sharing an office, like being, uh, you know, together that whole time. I think Penn State has a way easier transition into this season than some other teams. And I'm always like, I'm just obsessed with the way that Michigan University of Michigan plays field hockey. And so I'm always excited to see what they do. They're like aggressive, fast, super attacking teams. So the Big Ten's exciting. I think Penn State takes it, but I think Michigan and Northwestern put some pressure on them. Oh, Penn State's the pick. Penn State's my pick. Can we get Michigan to implement two in the back? You know, I think Marsha would be open to it. Um, I'll have to talk to team. her. Yeah, you know, I'm a big proponent a of two in the. I'm a big proponent of two in the back. I think it would really uh, complement their very attacking style. Uh, we'll go to the CAA, which, as you may not know, is not the Colonial Athletic Association anymore. I did it not is, know. It, 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 it is the Coastal Athletic Association. Um, it has a new name, but everything else is the same, including its logo. How convenient. Uh, and they selected the aforementioned Fighting Blue Hens of Delaware. What do we think? I I think the country's only female mascot will will rise again in the CAA. Uh, Delaware's going to crush it one, once again. A revamped CAA. Didn't see an Ivy League poll, but we'll go with Princeton. They are ranked 10th. Uh, Harvard also uh, joins the Tigers in the poll a few spots down at 13. Uh, but that league seemingly is Princeton's to lose every year. Do you want you want a, something to really shake you up here? Is I'm making no. a for Harvard. You don't. You want to go with the crit? Well, I just don't want to be shaken up. Oh well. I'll still. I'll take the. Sometimes fast. you need a little. You need to be rocked a little bit. So you're going with you the fighting crimson. I am going with the crimson. That is I am. bold. We'll I mean, I, I would. I would argue that the Ivy League with the rise of the cornell bear brown bear the big red the big red the big red the big red you know the rise of the big red is becoming maybe the like third or fourth most exciting and competitive conference in field hockey so Whoa. i Harvard put some pressure on princeton and i think cornell's your dark horse to maybe upset one or the other Will Cornell make an appearance in the top 20 this year? Ooh, I like that prediction, and I say yes. Very bold. Uh, up next, uh, the home of today's scholar athletes, tomorrow's leaders, the Patriot League. 
who selected your your American Eagles to win another Patriot League title. Their closest challenger since joining the league has been Boston University, who has taken a couple of titles from the Eagles. I have a feeling, though, your pick is going to be red, white, and blue. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that pick. I yes, Boston made a lot came in with a vengeance to the Patriot League, but since they had to start adhering to the academic standards once that all came and came to pass, I think we've struggled a bit with our roster. And they they're learning to learning to live in the Patriot League, but I think AU remains dominant. Although Lehigh is I was gonna say we gotta show some love for the Mountain Hawks. I gotta show some love to the Mountain Hawks because like they've pulled out some surprise wins the last couple of years. And then when you really look at it, they're not surprises. They've been I putting think, together be, a really solid a, team. Beating American and Boston in the Patriot League tournament last year was a surprise. A surprise. But I mean, I, I would say that Caitlin Dahlmeyer, who has since left, but like she was building something there. And, you know, you just could see over the period, over years, she was steadily making progress so yeah it was definitely a big year for them last year and i'm i mean we'll see what happens but i still my my pick's gonna be with au all right we got two conferences left we got the mac that's the mac there's no uh, no more mac two A's. well there is a mac but um <laughs> miami university of course the ohio version uh is the selection here anything there that's our second hawk on the uh, on the coaches poll, I believe. That's a great point. Yeah, and they are Red Hawks. They, of course, changed their name uh, about twenty years ago. I I think the I think the preseason poll for the MAC is accurate. I think Miami is going to take it, but Kent it has Kent State on the their pre- heels. The flashes are on their heels. And it'll be interesting to see the matchup, but I do think Miami's got the experience. They know how to win their championship team. Also, the that league uh, does not award the tournament to the highest seed. They pre uh, they announce before the season, and that championship will be at Miami, regardless of where Miami finishes in the standings. So that certainly can't hurt. What is Oxford, Ohio, like in the beginning of November? I think it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful. You know, it's a great place to vacation. I highly recommend it. Um, there is a lovely Fairfield Inn that makes a mean complimentary continental I breakfast. Thought, didn't you have a timeshare there for a period of time? No, 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 we did not. That was in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, you know, I, I love the, no, you know, no, Youngstown. You know, I love the Midwest. I'm a Midwest person, just generally. Um, I'm a Midwest person. Literally. Uh, against my will. <laughs> uh, last up, we have the Northeast Conference, the little conference that could, uh, a league that typically finds itself at the bottom of the RPI, just about every sport. Um, Fairfield is selected to win that league uh, by a pretty substantial margin, followed up by a tie for second between Wagner and Ryder. I think Fairfield probably the pick there. Yeah, you'll get no argument from me there. 
And then we have to show some love. There are three teams without a conference, three teams playing independent field hockey. James Madison, who will join a league in two years, uh, they played as an independent team last year, and they will do it again uh, this year, and it will be their final time as an independent. They're joined by Lindenwood and Queens College of North Carolina or Queens University. I, 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 I should know, but I don't. I know that they're it's it's a wonderful school. It's in Charlotte. Queens University of Charlotte. Okay. I knew it was in Charlotte. Beautiful campus. Wonderful people. They're the three independent teams. I think it's a safe bet that James Madison will probably have the strongest year of those three. Does JMU have a chance to sneak into the tournament as, as, a, as an independent? Their only path to the championship isn't that large. They don't have access to an automatic bid. Um, does that something that is within uh, any sort of possibility? I think with the strength of the Big Ten and the ACC and the Ivy League this year, that it's an unlikely path. But the Dukes won the national championship under Christy Morgan, and so there's always a chance it'll happen again. As a defending, you know, is a uh, that's a great point. A recent national, well, not that recent, but as a national champion, they do have to be considered. So that is a look at each conference. Um, we'll go back to the national championship discussion for just a minute. Um, you took the field. If you had to pick one team right now, um, we know who it's not because they're the ones you didn't want: North Carolina, Northwestern, and Maryland. If you had to pick one team right now to be the national champion, who would it be? And what would be your final four? I'm leaning towards a final four with three Big Ten teams. And I'm looking at Penn State, Michigan, and Northwestern. And I think our fourth might be a dark horse in Syracuse. Who was my pick for ACC champ this year. I mean, I respect the consistency. Thank you. It's impressive. All right. Well, let's look real quickly to this weekend and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, look at the biggest games of the weekend. There are some several matchups in the top five and top 10 to get us started. And then some other um, juicy matchups. I think you said, did you say juicy? Ooh, juicy. I don't know. I think it's said spicy. Yeah, now spicy's better. And some of these are spicy. Um, but we'll start with the top-ranked matchups. We kick things off uh, Friday with North Carolina, the defending national champions, beginning the Aaron Madsen era at uh, Karen Shelton, the facility named after her. Uh, I imagine she will be at the game. I don't know. Um, they host number four, Michigan, at 6 o'clock on Friday. Uh, other top 10 matchups this weekend. Louisville is at Northwestern on the shores of Lake Michigan, where I believe you were this summer. Um, number seven, Iowa visits North Carolina uh, in the second game of the weekend for the Tar Heels. And we also have Penn State uh, making a trip to the Washington, D.C. area. They'll play Virginia on Friday in Charlottesville and then make their way north on their way home Sunday to take on your American Eagles. Some juicy matchups, but I think this. So, those were my games to watch too. 
because I mean, like I said, all eyes are going to be on UNC. Everybody wants to see what what's going to happen in there in Matsunera. And they're they're um, they're going for it off the top, the fourth ranked team in the country and the seventh. So chances are Sunday evening we will know something about North Carolina and how the Aaron Madsen era has gotten started. Right. And the Big Ten ACC matchup, which I proposed years ago to do the brain challenge, or wait, what did I call the battle of the brains, uh, the Patriot League and the Ivy League. So I'm putting that out there as a dream that has yet to be fulfilled. So if anybody um, with the power to do something about it is ready to to take the plunge, I'm just putting that maybe out there. We could, maybe that's the, the event we can host in Hawaii. <laughs> the battle of the brains brought to, brought to you by a pitch session. There you go. I'm not paying for it. I love you can it. Pay for it. <laughs> and what else are you looking at this weekend? Okay, so this weekend on Friday, an interesting matchup for me that I'm going to be watching is the University of New Hampshire versus Quinnipiac. So these are two teams that are have kind of been middle of the road for a long period of time. Um, but Quinnipiac has new leadership in Nina Klein. And I think these two teams are sort of like always just on the cusp. And I think it's going to be a good bellwether for their seasons to see like who comes out on top, how they're gonna, how they're going to start. I think they're pretty evenly matched. After that, on Friday, I've got UConn versus St. Joe's. And for me, this is like this is going to be a real test for both of these teams because St. Joe's highest ranking that they've had to date, I believe, in a preseason poll. So pressure's on for them to perform. And then UConn has really had a had a bit of a fall from grace, and I, they're going to be working to claw their way back up. So I think that game is going to be a really interesting tell for how these two, this the, their seasons are going to go. Do you think the Hawk will um, be there? Do we know? Do we have any insight if the Hawk will be there? I have absolutely no insight. Can we well, get we, insight? We need to look into this. The Hawk will never I want die. the Hawk to be there. Mm, and then, okay, here's my last game to watch. I believe it's on Sunday, and that is uh, a battle in the Commonwealth, and it's between JMU and Richmond. So, again, we got two Virginia teams that has, have a history of being solid performers and have had, you know, like up and down roller coaster seasons former caa rivals back when it was the colonial athletic association that now that it's the coastal and richmond's in the a10 now right they are that so neither of them are in the coastal athletic conference but i think this is going to be a really good game to watch evenly matched and a good start to either of their seasons and And what game are you going to my literal game to watch my eyes will be i will be standing on the sideline watching the game au american university versus penn state and the alliance on sunday in the nation's capital i am sure it will be swampy and hot and i'm excited to be there a house divided yes i will be wearing neutral colors i will be switzerland in this game okay i don't know much about switzerland but i know their flag is a big plus I know that Switzerland loves field hockey, um, and they're just excited to witness some a great example of the sport. That's a great point. Okay, I think we're done, Kirsten. We're going to go right, watch Andrew. some hockey this weekend. And we might even do this again next week, but like we'll see, right? We will see.